Hello everyone. My podcast today is titled Write Your Vision Down. Writing the vision is obedience to what God has asked us to do. The book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 reads, And the Lord answered me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that the runner can carry the correct message to others. The act of doing what the word of God says shifts us from being a passive, laid-back hearer to an active, engaged doer. Acting on God's instruction puts us in a position to receive his best. Writing also brings a sense of clarity to our thoughts. Clarity is important because it provides focus. Instead of wandering aimlessly, writing allows us to zero in on our heart's desire. Putting pen to paper brings our desire to the center stage. Once focus is achieved, it is much easier to make plans in order to bring the desire to pass. Moving the idea from your mind to paper creates a physical representation of what is to come. God is pleased when we write in faith. Although we may not know all the how-tos of our process, God helps us fill the gaps as we trust him and are obedient in small steps. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Your writing, therefore, by faith, is the material that your future victory is made of. Writing also helps us not to forget. Writing helps us to remember what is important. When things are difficult, Revisiting the vision will help you stay the course. Writing down the vision spoken to you by God will be a visual reminder of your future win. In the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 1 to 11, recounts of Jesus being tempted by Satan. After 40 days of fasting, the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. Naturally, after 40 days without food, Jesus was hungry. The enemy tempted him three times, first with bread and finally with the wealth of the world. Each time, Jesus battled the deception of the enemy with the words, It is written. You can put the practice of putting pen to paper to create your own it is written to fight the enemy's whispers of defeat. Writing God's vision for your life gives you something solid to look back on. You can use your own version of it is written to help you in times of doubt and discouragement. Looking back at your own it is written, will help you endure 
the difficult times. And you might ask yourself, what am I writing? What if I don't know what the vision is? Getting into God's word is key to knowing his mind. God expresses his thoughts through his word. The Bible is God's mind in written form. By spending time in God's word and in his presence, we can find the direction and the vision that he wants for our lives. We develop our natural relationships by spending time with a person, talking to them, and learning their likes and dislikes. It is this same way that we nurture our relationship with God. By spending time with him, talking to him, and by meditating on his word. So, how do you find out God's vision for your life? The answer is simple. Simply ask him. Ask him, God, what is your vision for my life? What do you want me to do? How do you want to use me? Ask God what he wants to do through you. His vision for our lives is far beyond what we know. The book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says that God knows the plans he has for us. The book of Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 further says that we can call we can call him and he will reveal things that we do not know so when you call upon the name of the lord when you call him when you ask him for direction he will reveal those very things that we know nothing about and if his plan for us for our lives is to prosper us believe you me he will prosper you he will prosper you even in your vision. He will prosper you even in your purpose. The book of Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 reminds us to trust him and to acknowledge him in everything that we do. His word says that he will direct our steps. When we pray and totally surrender ourselves to his will, he can do amazing things in our lives. After you ask God what he wants for your life, you will have to do this one thing in order to hear the answer from him. You will have to be still. I'm sure most of us are asking ourselves, how can I attain being still? In order to get the answers you need from God, it will be important that you silence all the noise around you. That is difficult but it is doable. That means you will have to turn off the TV, put off your mobile phone, put away your iPad, and purpose to listen to the Lord. This silence will also require you to turn off the news feed in your mind. This also means no Twitter feeds, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Snapchat, no Telegram, no WhatsApp. You will have to turn off 
all your gadgets, so to say. If you really want to hear from God, you will have to be intentional about shutting all your feeds and all your outside distractions. Too many times we are listening to everything and everybody else except God. In the middle of all the noise, God may have already been speaking. And oftentimes we miss it because we do not allow ourselves any time for quiet time. We never take time to silence the incoming noise in our minds. If I can be transparent, I too have been in this place. I knew I needed to be still. I needed God's direction for my life. But I felt like I had to keep up the pace with what I already knew. I was familiar with my confusion and comfortable in my chaos. I didn't want to slow down for direction because I thought I had it. I didn't want to admit that my life was in shambles and that I had completely missed it. I didn't realize that until my life started falling apart. I didn't realize it then until circumstances kind of forced me to have time to look into myself and into my life and try to make sense in what was happening in my life. It was at this stage in my life when my firstborn son fell ill, very ill. I had a lot of time in that hospital room, alone, all alone. Most of the times I could not even pray. Seeing the pain that my son was in, seeing how helpless I was, seeing how I couldn't put him back together and make him whole. Most of my days, and especially nights, were spent crying. My son rested, eventually. And I had time to sit and reflect on myself and my life. I was sucked from my high-paying job while still admitted in hospital with my son. So when it was all over, this time, there was nowhere to go during the day. And my nights were long. Extra long, lonely, and hollow. One day as my tears of pain, frustration and exhaustion rolled down my face, I cried to God. And I gave up my own plan for my life and asked for his. It was during that time that I was able to rewrite the plan for my life. Allow me to say this, don't wait until you have to act. Don't wait until there is nothing in your life to look into or to fall back to. It wasn't an easy decision. It wasn't easy even for me to switch out all the noise and all the hoise and everything else that came with the situation as it was. It wasn't easy because God 
in his own wisdom, shows you only in part. So even for me, he was showing me in part, in small bits, in small pieces. And I had to wait and to work with the pieces that he was showing me. As human beings, we want our lives to fall in place just now. We want order to be brought back into our lives just now. But that is not how it worked for me. It is not how it has worked for me. I am still far from where I feel I need to be. But God continues to work on me and to work through me and to reveal his plan for me day by day. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is peace. There is no strife. The same peace and direction that I have could also be yours. What do I mean by that? The peace of working with the bits and pieces that the Lord drops into my spirit. I have often found out that, like the Bible says, that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. As you take control of the atmosphere around you, I encourage you to be silent and listen to what the Lord will instill in your heart. In the quietness of your surroundings, the Lord will make quiet impressions in your heart and in your spirit, and you will be at peace with what he drops into your heart and into your spirit. As you sit in his presence, God-inspired thoughts will fill your mind. He will give you brilliant God ideas that you cannot come up with on your own. These are the ideas that you should write down. This is where your vision will be birthed from. And while I can say that my experience is not your experience, God may make your vision very clear and it could work very quickly depending on what it is meant to accomplish and the season that you are in and who it is supposed to minister to. Your vision could come together. Your purpose could come together faster because God is God. There is what he has purposed for you to do. There's what he has purposed for you to accomplish. There are those people that that vision is supposed to minister to, is supposed to touch, so that possibly they can also move forward with their calling, with their vision, with what they have been purposed in life to do or to accomplish. But allow me to say, don't be in a hurry. The other thing that I can say is that allow 
God to work with you and in you the best way that he knows how. As with any other thing, like sports, workouts, following a certain diet, it will take time to develop this new discipline of being still before God and writing the vision. It doesn't happen overnight. At least it didn't work for me overnight. But God blesses us in our consistency. Small, consistent steps towards him will steadily move you closer to your vision. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 reads, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Let us pray. Lord, I praise you for inviting me into your eternal purpose. I thank you that you are working out everything in conformity with the purpose of your will. You are the master strategist. Give me a greater vision of your purpose for my life. Awaken my heart and establish your reign in my life. Out of your glorious riches, strengthen me with power through your Holy Spirit. In my inner being, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know you better even according to the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verses 16 to 18 which reads, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Lord, make me fully alive to your destiny in my life. I pray that you will give me a greater vision of who you are. I acknowledge my dependence on you and thank you that impossibilities in my life give you freedom to work. Your mighty power is shown through my weakness. You are positioning me for your end time harvest. You breathe your life into my impossibilities. You breathe your life into my difficulties. Help me to walk in a new level of trust in you. You have plans to prosper me and to give me hope and a future. According to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. You promise me an abundant life. According to the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. Help me to understand your supremacy, your sovereignty, and your glory. Help me align with you and make your presence the central theme of my life. I now join the psalmist and lift up my voice according to Psalms chapter 93, verses 1 to 4. 
and say, The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty, mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty and precious name I pray, trusting and believing. Amen.